Hola chicos, ¿cómo están? I just want to give a quick shout out to our new and amazing sponsor, HelloTalk. Have you ever just wanted to learn a new language? ¿Han querido alguna vez aprender un idioma nuevo? I'm sure you already know how to say, hello, how are you? Or, ¿dónde está el baño? Or, I like blue pens. Or, I don't know, some other useless pronouns that you probably don't want to know. But, you see, with HelloTalk, you can actually talk to native speakers in the language that they can help you with. Pues con HelloTalk pueden hablar con gente nativa de diferentes idiomas que te pueden ayudar. So that means you can actually connect and share the difference in your cultures, your slangs, and even your history. All you have to do is search for a language partner by a native language and native city, and then you're off to the races. It can be across the border or all the way around the world. And by the way, you don't have to learn Spanish. You can also learn Japanese, Italian, Korean, literally everything. This app has over 150 people speaking different languages and also 250 million people on standby. He estado usando esta app desde la última semana de marzo. He aprendido mucho español y he conocido mucha gente simpática con quienes aún sigo hablando y texteando hasta el día de hoy. If you don't know what I just said, then you should probably start practicing your Spanish. Go ahead and click the link on the description above if you're on Instagram or down below if you're on YouTube. But if you're on YouTube, well, great. Good for you. We're going to have more videos coming soon. And also, the best part about this, it's free. You can get the VIP for $8, but honestly, it's free. Go ahead. Click on it. Click on it now. So let's get started now. Así que empieza ahora. We're gonna work on the intro later. <laughs> anyway, how you doing, Hudson? Welcome back. Thanks, man. Good to be back. Good to I'm be doing back. Well. We also have Will back in the building. He's gonna be our Jamie for. Yeah, like he's gonna be our Jamie, something like that. I don't know. Okay. We, we still haven't got him a title. I mean, he's not getting paid, but. How about we call him Will? All right, Will. How you doing? <laughs> say, say hi. Just, just say hi out loud, Will. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> if he can't hear you, he says hi. Anyway. So, what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so speaking of brands, um, yeah, we're recording this on a, on our iPhone now. You don't know that? Well, now you do. Um, other than that, though, we, we were, like, freaking out prior because I, I got here around, like, yeah, like an hour before because we wanted to do video. And the reason why we wanted to do video is because, you know, we're, we're growing as a podcast. We're actually doing some good stuff, which I want to talk about, too, with awesome, shirts, man. with shirts, which yeah. I'm sure we can talk about that with you because I want to pick your brain. Okay. Obviously, if you guys don't know, Hudson Stancliffe is a co-owner of Intentional Patterns, and he has pride himself to be honestly one of the top gyms in SA, in my opinion, like really up there. His Appreciate training. That, man. Oh, yeah. His training methods are really they're more nuanced. They're not just the basic, you know, like, um, just do a hundred squats and for like 15 minutes or I don't know. I mean, no shade to CrossFit cause I, you know, CrossFit has its benefits, but like I said, Hudson's, uh, training along with Matt is more applicable to just real life. Or if you're an athlete out there, you know, please go, go to him. Very good. Like I said, we move with intention. By the way, I should have, I should I should I should have wore the. Well, like, it's true though. We I should have wore the 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 IP logo today. Dude, should have, man. I know. Well, we got videos, so it's whatever. Uh-huh. They don't know. I mean, we'll next time. Next time It'll for sure. More. But no, we we're just talking about like yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do when it comes to like making a brand or when it comes to uh, just just uh, just a product in general. And I'm sure there's no one else that can detest to that than you. You know, because I'm sure there's been some time in your life or. Uh, especially in the in regards to intentional patterns that you thought to yourself like oh shit like we are screwed like there is nowhere we're gonna make it out could you name us a time when like obviously covid's there but like 
just go off and on the rails, please. I want to know. People want to know. Uh, I, as far as like uh, the like branding, like with shirts, are you talking about the business just in business general? Just business in general. Like when you thought to yourself, like, dude, things might go wrong. Like we're screwed, Matt. So I have an interesting take on this question here. Okay. I personally have never during our we are three years now as a business we celebrated uh congratulations uh, yeah, appreciate it snap 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 uh, uh about two weeks ago we celebrated our three-year anniversary and we had an awesome event we had a bunch of people come out a bunch of vendors and uh you know all of our group class and a few of our one-on-ones coming out and uh yeah it was it was a great celebration but uh i i honestly i don't think there's ever been one point in time that I've ever thought to myself that we're not going to make it. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, and not to like toot our horns, but I think that type of mindset is what separates you from the people who fail, you know, successful right. businesses from the people who fail. Matt and I have a, a, like kind of our own little slogan that we like to remind each other all the time that there is no plan B for intentional patterns. There is sure. only plan A. We will find alternate routes if we need to. We'll do whatever we need to do in order to make this business uh, successful and where we want it to be and what it, what we want it to become. And it, has there been hard times? For sure. I mean, COVID, like you pointed out, was definitely one of those. But um, it was scary in the beginning. But we always kept that mindset that like, uh, this is a speed bump, man. And uh, I, I again, uh, getting back to I feel like if you have the right mindset and you don't let little things get you down and you don't let big things get you down at that as well, mm. you'll be just fine. So, I, again, there is not one point in time that I've ever been like, shit, we're not going to make it as a business. Yeah. Like, I've always wholeheartedly believed whatever is thrown our way, we'll roll with the punches and keep going with it, man. Got to roll with the punches, keep going with it. Yeah, you know, honestly... I have to agree with you on that. I, I, I do because um, not to say that like there's been hard times with the, the podcast and sometimes there's been external forces, man. I mean, like for me, people know that like uh, I'm in school still. I have a job. I'm still trying to finance this this product. I'm, I'm doing all the relationships, friendships, whatever you want to call it. Um, it can be tough. But like you said, I think it's um, it's a testament to your character. And I found this out, too, recently. Honestly, the more time I invest myself with my, this is my baby, you know, the vibe check, just like our IP, intentional patterns, that's your baby. Like this is like, I, there's no plan B for me. Yeah. This is my passion. There is no plan B. I don't want to mess with this. The more time I invest myself with this product, the more time or the more I feel confident in myself or the more I find out more about myself. Mm, yeah. You said this one, you said this one saying, just roll with the punches, dude, there has been there has been some stuff, I'm not to get personal, but like I'm sure anyone listening can detest. Whenever you have, you're, you're going through something, it could be just either learning something new, going through school, and you have to like, you know, roll with the punches. It can suck. It can suck going through hell and still having to do something. But I'm going to say this quote from my favorite movie or one of my favorite movies, Batman Begins. Training is one thing, but will is everything. You got to will yourself in, into it. You can't be, you know, excuse my language, but like, you know, pussyfooting around. Like you you can't, you you have to be all in. And by being all in, you learn a lot of things about yourself. You learn like your likes, your dislikes, what you can do better mm-hmm. as a person. And dude, yeah, I, I, I mean, rambling off is one of my things, part of this podcast. <laughs> so it's mine too. Man. Yeah, I know. So don't worry. But it's just, yeah. And I have you to thank for that because- Another thing I want to get to is mentorship. And we talked a lot about it last podcast, I believe, when you were here. 
No, we didn't because it was Carlos talking about yes, theories. Yes, I was going to say, it was Carlos's <laughs> no. conspiracy theories. No, man. we didn't talk. It was one when I was, the first one we spent on, he was like, yeah, I think people need to understand that in order to grow, you have friends, obviously. You need friends. I think that's awesome. But I think you also need a mentor. You need some sort of, or at least someone to to go toward or look forward to, to meet or like talk to just to propel yourself into success. Now, I'm like I said, adversity is your best friend. True. But when I look at people that I want to emulate, I look at Hudson. I look at you. I look at um, Matt. I even look at Babo. Shout out to Babo, Ambush Tiger. That was a good podcast we did last week. Mm, yeah, I saw Actually, that. That was pretty cool. That's cool. It's going to be cool. But like I said, you want to emulate these cats. or You want to emulate these people because yeah. you want to, I don't know. It's just like you see them do it. It's like, you know, why can't I do it? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, well, it, one thing that I've heard in the past, and I thought it was really, uh, it stuck with me, is uh, success leaves blueprints. Mm. Uh, you can follow anybody, and it doesn't have to be like, uh, for me, I, I follow a lot of people through social media that have nothing to do with the fitness realm, but are extremely successful at what they do. And I feel like if you can, I feel like all successful people in whatever field it is that they are in, they leave blueprints. They all have something that is like a common denominator, something that they do really well or that they put into practice that keeps them as good as they are. And I feel like that, that kind of stuff, uh, people follow passion, you know, mm. getting back to like, uh, you know, uh, uh, speed bumps and everything like that. What I've noticed over our three years of being a business and, you know, m- a, plus a lot more years of just in the training industry is, the people that have fallen off are the people that aren't truly passionate about what they're doing. True. And, and no, no knock on them or anything, but it, what you're doing is not for everybody. What I'm doing is not for everybody. What Will likes to do is not for everybody. We all have a passion. We all have a purpose. We're put here to do something, something uh, that we need to kind of figure out along the journey uh, or along the way throughout our lives. And I feel like if you're truly passionate about this podcast, people will eventually begin to flock to this podcast. It doesn't happen overnight. It could happen 10 years from now. It could happen five years. It's different for everybody. But I feel like what separates success from failure is just the ability to uh, dig your heels into the ground and and realize that, you know, accept that this is what you're here to do. This is your purpose. And if you displace that to people, they'll eventually will come your way. And I feel like that's what's happened with us, man, with intentional patterns. I feel so too. We've uh, we've stuck to our guns. We believe what we're doing is helping and changing people's lives, and we're passionate about it. We love the people that we work with, um, and I think over time, it's it, it, you know the universe will reward us for sticking our heels in the ground and continue fighting every day. And for the mentorship, I, again, getting back to that, like I, I draw a lot of inspiration and and. Uh, discipline from other people. You know, we talk about uh, um, Joe Rogan, Jocko Willinks. Jocko. Um, uh, what's the crazy guy that's always running, man? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, stay hard. Uh, yeah, stay Goggins. hard. Goggins, dude. If y'all haven't listened to I, I listen, I've, I, I don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and read books anymore, so I listen to a lot of audio books. Yeah. I listen to his, Can't Hurt Me. Unreal. That takes some souls, man. Unreal. I mean, that guy is... Uh, he puts a lot of things into perspective of what we're currently dealing with with our society right now. I mean, from and I, 
I won't throw my opinion out there, but that guy, you get a chance, listen to that book. It will make you realize that some of the things that you think are hard in life or that you may be going through are nothing compared to what this dude had to deal with throughout his journey so far. Put you in some perspective. Yeah, and yeah. but people like that, again, I just see I see what they're putting into and how they have gotten to their, and it's it's dedication, it's discipline. It's literally, <sighs> discipline. Uh, like you pointed out, motivation, motivation fades. Everybody's motivated on a good day, but no one's motivated on a bad day. That will is everything. Discipline, will is everything, everything man. So man. I couldn't agree more with that statement. You know, there's another thing that you said too, passion, and you can't put a price on passion. You really can. And going back to what you said, like looking up to people and like, you know, being true to yourself, dude, being authentic, people can smell that. There's a reason. It's, it's, it's like the law of attraction, really. It's no. It's, um, people can always look at someone like, oh, this guy's a clout chaser. This guy right here, he ain't, he ain't going to do shit. Yeah. Like, uh, he just wants the clout. He just wants the money. He just wants that. There's some guys that do that, but, but here's the thing. I'm, I hate using this example. Actually, I'm not going to use that example, but <laughs> we're going to talk about that later. I anyway, want to know what the example was. We'll talk about it later because like, it actually has to do with like boxing <laughs> and everyone knows what this probably is going through. Oh but, Lord, I, I, know, can, yeah. I can guess. Okay. But let me just say this. When you see someone, good or bad, even if so, someone's like, you know, the problem child or someone's like, you know, uh, someone that's so down to earth or like genuine, like uh, Peterson or like a, like a Willick, a lot of those people, they're unapologetically themselves. And you sure. people will find a niche and people will like latch onto it. Like there's some things that Peterson says, I'm like, okay. And there's some things that Rogan says that are insufferable. But the reason why he's so polarizing is because that's just it. He's polarizing. He's not trying to be anyone else. He's passionate he's and himself. He's, he's himself. And people attract to that. And that's a really good point, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's just with everything. Mm-hmm. People can smell bullshit from a mile away. But if you're genuine, sincere, and honest about who you are and what you do as a person, people will respect it. They may not like it, but they will sure respect it and they will sure take a listen to it. Yeah. Because you don't need, listen, like my curiosity can only go so far. Unless I'm, like you're saying, digging my heels. And I like am myself and if people follow or people listen to this podcast, what we're talking about, I've done my job because that's the whole point of this is just to make people think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is who I am. I'm a person who, you know, likes to talk about people, the stories, their vocations. Um, I'm like to be with friends, do martial arts. I do creative stuff, podcasting shirts will be coming soon. I'm hoping to God. <laughs> shameless um, plug. Yeah. Wait, what's up? <laughs> I said shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless plug. Yeah. Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. But like they will be coming though. Don't worry. Um, but no, like that's what I've learned too. With another thing, this, this whole year has been a whirlwind for me about just learning about myself. Last year was more so like, okay, this is to reinvent yourself. And this year has been more no, more so like, no, no, no. Now look to your own devices. Look what you've made. Don't cut yourself short because, and that's, that goes for everyone too. A lot of people like to compare. A lot of people like to, to think that they're, um, they're not good enough because they have only, they don't have this one thing or they didn't accomplish this one goal. Dude, look to your devices, man. This is what going off of what I always will say. And I'll preach this till I die because there will never be another person like you, whatever it is, whether you're trying to be a quarterback or whether you're trying to be a good martial artist, a good podcaster, a good friend, no one is as genuine as you. Like that's just that. And people will attract to that. People will respect it. And whether you may not see it now, but it will come to fruition. 
fruition, whatever, that word. But, <laughs> one of those words. One of those words, true. Oh, man. But yeah, no, um, just authentication, man. That's all it goes. Um, other than that, though, I have to pick your brain, too. Like, when it comes to, and I'm doing this on, I'm doing this on the air, so I don't care. When it comes to um, shirts, how did you do it? Like, seriously, how did you do it for, like, people out well, there wondering? Dude, I, I, I am, uh, I'll, I'll be... It's totally honest. I've hardly had anything to do with that. We have a we have a badass team, man. You've obviously met uh, Ellie. Oh yeah. Uh, Ellie is uh, uh, awesome she girl. like took a hold that uh, of the shirts and everything and contacted a shirt company. I think it was Alamo Tees or whatever. I'm actually getting in contact with them right now. Okay, perfect. Please yeah. call me back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she she came up with the design and everything like that. So. We didn't have really, I didn't really have much to do with that other than like, you know, promoting them and selling them. But, um, you know, talking to her, I, it, it sounded like it wasn't a too difficult of a process. You get in or you get in contact with the company, send them over a design. They work with you on color scheme and design and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, they did a great job with our, our long sleeve that we came out with, um, we're uh they've been flying off of our uh, shelves, uh yeah flying off of our shelves we only got a couple left but yeah man uh the next thing we're gonna go for we're gonna get the skulls back in we're oh, gonna get some tanks and snap. some teas uh and hopefully within the next couple months but um yeah uh yeah it's really it's not that hard of a process you just got to reach out and send them over yeah. all the design stuff that you want you know that's another thing too when it comes to like building a brand and i really want to like emphasize like you know today's episode if you guys didn't know it's the brand so if you didn't figure that one out well now you do anyway uh so <laughs> the brand episode that's what this is i mean like it's like promoting or like building a brand because there's people out there that i've cool. actually talked to they're like dude how'd you start like how did you like why did you want to do this it's like I just did it, man. Like, you, yeah. don't really, you don't really think about it. You just want to do it. Like, right. one day I was thinking, like, you know, let's just, I want to talk to different people. I know a lot of good people. I know a lot of good stories. I said, why not? Like, let's just do it. I mean, sure, it was it was kind of, motivation was, like, really weird. But now I'm finally getting at the time, like, wow, no, this is, this is what people need. Like, people just need to hear this positivity. People need to hear, like, someone like me, if people know me, on a first name basis, people know like, wow, he actually started that or Hudson too. Like, yeah, he owns a business. Well, yeah, man, just, you just started. There's n literally nothing else you can do just to start it. And it can be off a phone. It can be on a laptop, anything. And so I guess what I was trying to get at was, shit, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's what happens too on the podcast. Uh. Just ramble. But in, in any case though, um, the next topic, I guess we can also say too, is Javier. How's How's Javier doing, dude? Oh, I really man. wanted to talk to you about He's that. He's a killer, dude. Dude, He's I was a supposed killer. to go to that fight, man. I just had to work. You missed out, bro. Dude, it, yeah. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It was a great fight. This, this kid. I don't know, Will, if you've ever seen. I mean, literally, that kid. He's got a chin. He's got technique. He's he, got speed. He's got power. And you look at him, and he's weighing in at like. 120 something or whatever his weight class is and he's throwing power behind Oof. it i mean like and on top of that he is a phenomenal human being i mean legit down to earth smart kid he he has a work ethic like and he's only 18 years old man Damn, that's the craziest dude. thing about it but um yeah, well, the, the fight was awesome, man. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to obviously be inside the facility while him and Matt are training together yeah, and yeah. just seeing some of the things Matt is putting them through and uh, just seeing how some of those things, some, all of those things are being applied inside of that ring. And uh, I, I've had 
prior experience with boxers when I was working at the first gym that we were at, um, the current or the trainer. I don't know if I can say names on yeah, this thing or whatever, but just, we're, we're, he was at a gym. Let's yeah, just say I was that. at a gym, the first gym that I was working at and I got to work with a, a local fighter, his name, uh, James Kirkland. And, um, uh, I got to work on his, like, uh, uh, his fight camp before he fought Canelo. And, um, I, only got to do a few things you know i didn't have a huge part to play but i was called in to like run with him when he did distance training and lift with him every now and then and i got to sit in on some of his sparring things and uh seeing that approach taken and seeing the approach that uh matt has been taking with javi the number one thing that i see and this isn't this doesn't just go for the boxing room this goes for sports in general from youth to professional overuse thinking that more is better and that's the thing that i've been guilty of as an athlete as well as a trainer in the past is realizing or thinking that the more workouts i get in on a weekly basis on even a daily basis multiple times a day the better i'm going to be but a lot of the stuff that's coming out now is showing that the minimal effective dose is the best way to approach it especially when you're talking about training outside of the uh, the skill that is uh, we're talking about. So Javi's skill is boxing, right? right. We don't want to kick his ass so bad in the gym that he yeah. can't go into a sparring uh, very, sparring session yeah. and perform like shit because very, at yeah. the end of the day, he needs to be a good boxer. I could care less. We could care less how much weight he bench presses, how much weight he squats. Uh, at the end of the day, the skill is what he needs to master, not the gym. The gym is a compliment, but it is not an end-all, be-all. And the way that I feel Matt has approached it is just that. He adjusts according to how Javi's feeling that day, and he knows when to push him and when to pull back. And I feel like I've going to that fight, it was my first fight to see in a while since COVID, obviously, but seeing these kids fold after like one minute of the fight and then seeing Javi, he's got this fucking reserve tank and he has that there because we haven't drained him through training. We allow him to push himself to a certain extent, but not enough to drain him to the point where he cannot perform inside that ring. Mm. So at the end of the day, that is the goal is to win inside that ring, not in the gym. And uh, yeah, getting back to the fight, it was phenomenal dude i mean literally the kid that he fought to was an athlete before he came out uh he was like jumping doing all these crazy i mean like he was an explosive fighter Mm. um and uh say uh uh when they got inside the ring javi took a few shots that i was like oh shit man like uh, damn that that's a big blow like you know cover up pull back out of there get out of there but he i mean he took them and he just kept going he kept pushing forward and that it, the kid ended up at the end uh it, it came to a decision and javi won he won all three judges votes wow. or whatever and uh but throughout the fight man like he just never let off of the gas pedal and just seeing that was so impressive because i'm like dude i would have folded after a minute of being right in there dude. man i mean they were both going back to back at each other and it was it was super exciting, but ultimately Javi came up on came out on top. 
Um, and he won every single round by, I mean, like legit, he, uh, there was no close calls in any round, but he took a few shots, he ate them and he came back in and he just didn't stop. Dude, he fights like a true Mexican man. Like, uh, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, who, who said that? Um, uh, Connor said that to Nate Diaz. Uh, yeah. Or I know, I think, but, no, Connor said that to, to about Mayweather, was it? Well, search up the, what the the quote was on the the Mayweather, <laughs> on the Connor. Search up. I, I'm gonna, pretty sure Connor got that quote from another famous Mexican boxer that went up against someone else, and their their coach was like, "He fights like a true man." Because Mexican boxers are known to just be yeah, the tough chin, man. Tough chin, tough man. chin. Just, just killers. So for all the viewers out there that no, don't, it was, it was Canelo responding to Connor. It was Canelo responding to Connor. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it does. Um, which, by the way, um, Canelo is my favorite boxer, and it so happens to be Mexican. So basically, like you were saying, a Mexican boxer, they just, they have good feet work. Obviously, every boxer does, but they really like, they're brawlers. They're not like a Mayweather. They don't dance around. They don't like box, which, by the way, Floyd's probably the best boxer ever to exist. We're talking boxing? From yeah. a boxing, yeah. But Strategic, the but Mexican yeah. fighters, they're brawlers, man. They go in, they get in your face, they throw that body shot like it's, Dude, they just throw it like it's every day, man. It's it's nothing, nothing too pretty. But like, tell you what, it's it's effective. Mexican tell boxers are the best. No, yeah, no. Tell, I'll tell you what, there, brother. <laughs> God, I can't believe I said that. Yeah, I like Canelo as well. He's yeah, fun to God, watch, dude, man. Canelo is. Uh, I think honestly, Canelo is in his prime. He could beat Floyd Mayweather in his prime. I'm biased because it'd be a good match. It'd be a good match. I, I, I think Floyd is probably one of the greatest of all time. I mean, I, 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 as far as boxing goes, I, I think you put him in like a, a legitimate street brawl. I, I don't uh, think he wins, yeah. but again, that's a different game, obviously. It's a different but game. It's he's a, he's uh he, he knows how to fight, man. Yeah. He knows how to get in and out. Uh, he get the points that he, he needs. He gets the science. He knows the science. I would never want Floyd Mayweather to ever go in the octagon. <laughs> that would be a horrible sight. Yeah, I don't think that would end well. That but. would not end well at all. But but I will say this though, um, as far as boxing with Javi, yeah, that guy. I, when I first met him, dude, that guy seems so down to earth. I really it's hope. A good that, dude, no. I really want him to be on the podcast. I really want to talk to him about his story because, dude, like it's not. A lot of times we, we've talked about this too. When fighting, it's it's the culture is now coming back. You know how like how boxing was so prevalent with the '90s. You got your Oscar De La Hoya, you no. got your you got your, your Cesar Chavez, you got Mike Tyson was like late '80s, early '90s, right? And you know now we have this new wave of the UFC. You know MMA, uh, mixed martial arts, whatever you want to call it, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu. Mm, yeah. That's a big wave. And people who've listened to my last podcast, I feel like that's what we need in this world. We definitely need more of this fighting culture now don't get don't get it twisted though i'm not saying we should fight people like don't go now, now kids like i said before don't go outside and drop kick or try to roundhouse kick your friends that's not what we teach yeah but it's nice it's not it's just nice to have you know it's, it's a good tool to utilize properly you know for sure and it, it, it gives it, it it gives people confidence too man like i think that's like uh <sighs> one big thing that you touched on that we need a little bit more of is uh we need greater levels of self-esteem and, and confidence with a lot of people. A lot of the, like the hateful things that you see people saying online or doing out, uh, in, in the world, uh, are reflections of how they feel about themselves. And I feel like that's exactly what we're suffering from. And I feel like getting, uh, avoiding a rant, getting back on the topic. Uh, I mean, y'all have experienced it with team sports, man. You play football, like, you're confident in yourself. You, I mean, whether you're the best athlete or not, 
being a part of a team, putting yourself through strenuous situations, uh, uh, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable goes a long way when you get into the real world. I can speak that. I I can speak that personally, like football, it, uh, you know, I, I, when I got to college, everybody was just as big, if not bigger than me, just as fast, if not faster than me. Like I wasn't the greatest athlete when I got to college compared to everybody else. But what I learned from it was how to work through adversity, how to work with others that were from different backgrounds, different religions, colors, whatever. Uh, I feel like um, a majority of what we suffer from now is just a mass amount of people who have never had to put themselves in uncomfortable situations, whether they like it or not. They haven't learned how to work with anybody and they're not confident within themselves. Those sports, mixed martial arts, boxing, whatever, uh, they build confidence, they build self-esteem. And I, I, I'm, I'm weird, but I, I read a lot outside of just the training realm. And I read a lot about, um, uh, like participation. One of the articles that I just read was participation numbers in youth sports has dropped off significantly before the pandemic hit too. Mm. Uh, over 60% of youth athletes have, are no longer participating in youth sports. And then you look out and you see all of these things that are happening in our world today. And I, I, I know it sounds cheesy, but I feel like a lot of this is because we've got entitled people that have never had to work with anyone outside their own little ecosystem of friends mm. and uh, um, that they choose, you know, right. whereas like sports, you are forced to work with somebody, whether you like yeah. them or not. If you're the quarterback and there's an offense lineman that you hate, that offense alignment and yourself ultimately end up having to love each other because if you don't, he ain't going to protect you. You know, and so at the end of the day, those sports, they mean a lot more than people give them credit for. As a MMA, it's awesome to see that hit the States now and become a little bit more popular, at least maybe not MMA, but martial arts, different practices, jujitsu, Muay Thai. These things are, uh, when I was a kid, I did karate for a little bit and I wasn't very good at it. At, but I was really good at football and baseball. Right. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to run with these things. So karate took a back seat and I never went back to it. But I, to this day, I wish I would have kept up with something like that. Whether it was karate or anything else, yeah. I look around and it's like, there is a different level of discipline that comes in those solo sports where it's just you versus another opponent. Yeah. And a thing that I've noticed too is like what it helps me do, sports do this too. And you touched up on it. You know, you don't like this one person. You got to dissolve your ego, man. For sure. You got to, and um, hit you with him, Carl Young there. But I <laughs> <laughs> love that guy. Uh, he's dead now. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously, but and you got to dissolve the ego, man. You can't really, um, you don't live in the past. Don't look forward for the future. Well, you can prepare, but that's another thing. You got to live in the moment. You got to live in the moment, dissolve the ego. You have something to get done. You have shit to get, like, you know, you have the shit to do, do it. That comes with like sports, martial arts, just in life. What also martial arts, what it's taught me currently is turn off your brain, turn off your brain and like just work. Like you said, like we said before, we're going to touch upon this again. You just, just will and hard work. Turn off your brain. You you let that brain go on. It's gonna be like, dude, you're tired. It's hurting your breath. You're out of breath. Or like, oh, dude, what what if they're thinking about this about me? Or what if they're doing that? Or no, 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 no. Turn off your brain. You can't control it. Don't you? You have nothing to control. What can you control? I can control my breath. Mm. It can translate to life. I can control this. I can control what I can do now. 
what can I do now to have a better future? Mm-hmm. Sacrifice the past, the, no, sacrifice the present in order to go forward in the future. That's all you got to do. That's a great, uh, that's a great tactic to learn. And again, that, that, that's developed in every single sport. Again, getting used to being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And again, that carries over into real life, man. True, man. Whether you're talking about going to school and having to finish a paper or being in a social environment that you're not comfortable with, with people you don't know, like, you have the ability to shut off the brain and just focus on your breathing and live in that moment, which again, you learn from those sports. You learn within that training. It applies to life. everyday life, which it's crazy because I never would have thought it. I'd heard it a billion times growing up and I was like, ah, whatever. That's just some like motto, some cheesy asshole came up with, but it's real, man. Like it's, it's, it's super real. And as a business owner, I can tell you there's been several times where we hit speed bumps and I'm like, cool. I've dealt with uncomfortable situations. I've been in hard places and I know, I know how to fight my way out of it. So, but isn't that a testament to your own character? Because if you think about it, you honestly, not to get like all existential, we're all like walking corpses of memories and just experiences. So if we get down to it, yeah, you were cultivated by some trauma or some past trauma to be not, you can say tough skin, but you can also say like, Oh, I know this story. I know how this ends. I know what I need to do. Just got to keep moving forward. I think those events develop character. I I don't think we're, I think uh, the traumas shape us as we get older. Uh, You know, like I think we're born with a blueprint, but how that blueprint plays out is how we perceive perceive certain stressors along the way and Mm -hmm. stressors being good and bad. Um, And yeah, I, I, I feel like those, uh, those traumas end up ultimately shaping who you are. And how I see it, there's two things you can go through. And like, I, I'm learning this. My friends are learning through, learning this while they're in their early 20s, developing to be, you know, you know that, that adulthood phase, like real adulthood. How old are you guys now? 22. He's turning 20. You're turning 23. That's crazy. Next, this year, right? Jesus Christ. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird, man. I remember being 15. Like, just like... Uh, Dude, it flies by, man. Trust me. Sure, but as I was by. as I was saying, it's like there's two ways we can do this. We can either go through hell and not do anything, which I know this. I know how that ends. It does you, or you can go through hell and do something, and maybe have some fun along the way. That's yeah. that's really all it is. For like sure. I'm learning that more and more as I get older. So like, damn, not to sound like a nihilist, but you know, one of these days I'm gonna die. Like I'm gonna die, but as long as I. I guess that's how you slice it, however you want to look at it. How I want to look at it is like, well, if I'm going to die, I might as well do the most I can here. Might as well live. Might as well live some life. Might as well do the most I can here. Now, that's not to say go rob a bank. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that, guys. The vibe check does not advise that. That is actually not a vibe check. You're you're inciting robbing banks now. I'm inciting robbing banks. Podcast taking a turn for the worst. I'm Nick Puente, and I'm... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No. But in, in any case, no, that is... That is what I'm getting toward now, especially with developing a brand. Because developing a business, I've realized too, like, bro, you gotta have some some cojones, bro. You gotta have, some, you gotta you really have some guts to do this. Like, this, it can go one or two ways. It could fail miserably, or it can just succeed. Yeah. That's all it goes. And, and, uh, one thing I, w- I would like to say about building your own business, man, and, and Will brought up a really good point earlier about how our our, our parents' generation was brought up believing that. There's no such thing as rest. There's no such things as days off. We should be working 80 hour plus weeks in order to get to that level of, of success or what we qualify as success. And I feel like 
y'all y'all have heard of the quarter life crisis you know when yes. you turn 25 you hit this weird state it's where you're like who am i what am i doing am i doing the right thing or not have a little ego death. I, yeah. I i i had that i it's it's a real thing shit and uh uh you, know, you may not have y'all may not have i'm not trying to scare y'all but <laughs> I, I feel like um i had this idea and it wasn't my parents' fault or anything. Again, it's just the way that the world shaped them and how they were, you know, only only way that they knew how to shape me. And uh, I was fortunate enough where my parents have always supported whatever I've wanted to mm. do. You know what I mean? Mm. We, yes. we, uh, they, they allowed me to chase the dreams that I'm currently doing right now. Chasing and they them. never faltered. They never, they never once condemned me for not wanting to be a lawyer or a doctor or some shit like that. Whereas other it's families good. like are definitely that way, you know? Um, but my mom's an entrepreneur and I watched her basically go through the same process that I'm going through right now. And again, in my head, I watched my other friends and I, talking to them, I know that they have this idea that has been shaped by either their parents or their the people that they surround themselves with. And they have this idea, and I think we all do, this idea of what success actually looks like. And a lot of the times it's, Cars, money, uh, boats, planes, no. shit like that, clothes, whatever. Um, and I think it looks, success looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that y'all's generation, and I think my generation has a little bit to do with that as well, uh, is, is shedding a little bit more light on that none of that stuff actually equals success. It may to some people, but not to all people. And also that, that there's not one path to get there. You know what I mean? Like I was under the impression when I started this business, I was like, my internal self was like, dude, you're not nearly mature enough. Like you're, you're not a business minded person. You're not, I, I am. And I was right. I'm not a very business minded person, but I know what I'm doing when it comes to training. I wholeheartedly believe that. And I have my client's best interests at heart. If I'm making a mistake, I will find a way to adjust that and correct that mistake. And I feel like, and again, I'm, I fucking love it and I'm passionate about it. And I feel like if you have those attributes, you'll be a successful business person. You don't, sure. you don't have to know anything about business. You can learn along the way. But when I was growing up, I had it in my mind that, well, fuck, I need to graduate with honors from Harvard to be successful or I need to know no. everything. You don't, dude. You really don't. I mean, there's been how many dumbass YouTubers have you seen that have mm. been millionaires? Like there are so many different ways to be successful and there are so many ways to qualify success or to classify success now. So yeah, uh, yeah my word of advice for that kind of stuff as a business, you starting your business, don't, don't be something that you're not. Don't chase Joe Rogan, chase Nick Puente. Yeah. Whatever it is that you see yourself being, chase that. And anyone who doesn't like that, they can, that's their problem. That's the problem. I mean, it's just, again, the hero's journey, we're going back. You're putting like the, the horse in front of the chariot there, bud. I mean, that's all it really is. If people any have a problem with that, it's like, okay. Like, it doesn't matter. Like doesn't the, matter. The part of being polarizing is also being unapologetically yourself. So that's another thing that people need to like really understand. And sometimes I need to understand too. And like, sometimes it's like, hey, Nick. Quit crying, quit being a little bitch. Come on, get up. <laughs> like crying, dude. Quit, quit being, yeah, quit, like, you know, quit, quit crying about, like, how, you know, it, your, your audio is all messed up. Quit whining, quit complaining, do something about it. It's fine, it's whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I have something more to offer. It's like, wait a minute. Hell yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but other than that, though, yeah, that's just, 
that's just what, what's the the brands have taken me really and i'm sure you can detest to that too that's awesome man. yeah also like we've been doing more uh john which by the way i wish he was here not <laughs> really that guy i don't really like him that much <laughs> i don't like I, i'm actually kind of i'm actually kind of glad he's not here right well will will says he doesn't like you either <laughs> but no um so we were we were doing some like you know I guess, research on like, you know, the, the unconscious mind or the subconscious mind, you know, um, the two different things, by the way. And like, we've been actually doing researches on psychedelics and like what um, some, what some people go through. I have a, now I, we had this one story, John and I, we found out of this one guy, he took it and he didn't feel anything. He said he took a dose, like I think a hero's dose, right? And, you know, are we talking about psilocybin? Yes. Okay. And, um, the guy basically says like, I haven't, I didn't feel anything. However, he felt the effects, like, I guess, atomically in his brain when he had this like weird kind of like ego death. Like he felt like, he felt like what is happening? Like, what is, what is wrong with me? Like, who am I? Why didn't it work on me? What's wrong with me? And so he started freaking out all of a sudden he talks to a therapist about it or he talks to actually a guy who knows a lot about this stuff. And he's, and the root word that he was always saying was pride. He kept on talking about pride, this pride, that. And the guy says, you know, it's funny that you talk about pride a lot. You want to talk about that? And the guy just starts breaking down in tears because he said all my life, I've been just trying to find what I'm good at. What is my pride? You know what I mean? Like what, like I've been chewed out and spit out. Like I want I just need my pride. And it's like, no, 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 take it away. And just, like I said, live in the moment. And so I, I guess tying that back into the story is that like, I'm not saying you should do these things. Like don't, honestly, I'm saying that right now. Don't do shrooms unless you have your own free will. You can do whatever you want, but like, it's fine. But what I'm trying to get at is it doesn't, you don't need a med the medicine, people call it the medicine, to show you what you need to do. If anything, yeah. I think it only speediates it. It's like, okay, I'm going to expose you to this. I'm going to show you what you have to work on. You have a choice, though, to work on it. Like I said, going back to my prior episodes, I always say that the difference between psychedelics and like regular medicine in the West is like the medicine will show you the problem. You have a choice to like do what you want with it. And yeah, so now John and I, we're, we're, I'm trying to get into Wim Hof. Mm, I really yeah. am. Like that that stuff is really interesting. I yeah, wish, man. I could have wished I went to the seminar, honestly. You missed out again, dude. I know, I missed Boxing out match, Wim Hof, bro. Thanks. Missing out. You know what? Thanks, thanks my job for that because my job is the reason why. But Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. You got to do what you got to do. We got to finance this thing. No, I yeah. hear you. I hear you. We got to finance this thing, man. Yeah, the Wim Hof, yeah, I... I the breathing is definitely by far one of the greatest things I've ever discovered, man. I mean, it's literally on, uh, in, in so many different areas of my life, whether it's dealing with stress or exercise, you know, performance enhancement, like it again, carries over throughout a lot of different things. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I would highly encourage to look more into. It's something that I would like to, you can go and get certified and you can go up really? to, I don't know where, uh, uh, where Wim is actually from, but in order to become like a master Wim Hof instructor, he actually invites you to his house. And I want, it's like uh, somewhere what? in some Nordic country, I oh, think. Okay. Um, 
and uh, you go out there and you spend a week with him and you, like you jump in the ice bath or in in some frozen lake and shit. It's Dude. it looks really fun. I follow him on Instagram. He does a lot of really cool crazy stuff. But it just reminds me again all of these things. It reminds me of being a part of a team again. You know, you see these other trainers that are adopting this method and starting to put it into play. And you see them just collaborating and stuff. It's it's really cool. Uh, it's uh, the training industry is by far one of the one of the coolest things to be a part of. I can I can honestly say I I, I feel like I'm in uh, the right field in the best field. Like it's just constantly um, you know pushing the envelope, pu- pushing the envelope to try and figure out how we can be better. And uh, Wim Hof is definitely I think um, a part of that equation, man. It's something that. Uh, I feel like everybody should at least learn how to do because we do it every day, hundreds of thousands of times a day. We take breaths, but a lot of people breathe through their mouth and not their nose and they breathe so rapidly and it actually increases anxiety with that way of breathing. So it's, it's cool stuff, man. Dude. Yeah. That's yeah. I still need to get into that, but like I can obviously tell the benefits from it is like just, it's just amazing. And it's the same thing with, with the ice bath. So the breathing is obviously like, uh, uh, is meant to help, uh, control stress, uh, stress and it improves health and all that good stuff. But the ice therapy, the ice baths are actually another form again, uh, 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 of stress. You put yourself into an uncomfortable environment and for a short period of time, and you have to fight your way out of it. And you have to figure out how to breathe and find that, uh, that calmness again while you're in that uncomfortable environment. And so for me, and what I've heard from a lot of other athletes, uh, is putting yourself in that ice bath and that initial like, oh shit, like it's super cold and everything yeah. locks up and you start kind of panicking because you're like, oh fuck, I can't wait for that two minutes or whatever time frame you're in there for it to be over. If you're able to lean into bring it. yourself back down into that rest and digest state, uh, um, uh, on your own with just the breathing when you step into these stressful environments like walking into an auditorium and giving a speech in front of people for example yeah. like do you know how to breathe properly you can control your nervous system a hell of a lot better and uh, for me it, it's it's worked for me it's improved my sleep my performance and just my overall ability to deal with stress yeah, dude, it definitely translates um, a lot to life. <laughs> like, because like also all it is is just the breath. I mean, again, we can talk about sleep too. There's a lot of people that don't even know they have sleep apnea. Oh yeah, dude. yeah. Well, I think just sleep deprivation, being deprived of sleep, oh, is a Jesus. huge. Oh pit. my god. I mean, again, like, dude, you want to talk like? Uh, I have, no, we haven't mentioned this, but the CDC. This is one of uh, coming from. I guess I call myself a health professional, but please go coming on. from uh, coming from my perspective, taking a step back and looking at this whole pandemic situation, mm. not taking away from the virus. As I've always said, I'm not uh, invalidating people's uh, yeah, experiences or anything. Yeah, yeah, like we're 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 all experiencing uh, different things with this pandemic. But the CDC in the past has come forward and said that. There are several different epidemics that we're currently fighting against. Mm. Uh, Cancer, obesity, heart disease, uh, uh, sleep uh, deprivation. I mean, uh, there are a number of things. Not only that, but um, uh, um, human interaction is another interesting one that I read about a while back about the CDC is talking about how now that we're all on our phones and we're so distracted and we're, we're, we're separate, we don't have a whole lot of face-to-face 
uh, uh, real life interaction right. with people. It's all online now. Well, what we're doing right now is is huge for your mental health. Being in front of people, being around people, interacting right. with people in person is something that boosts our immune systems, our mental health, our mental state. And I mean, you look at it, you saw what happened with the pandemic when we closed everything down and everybody was locked indoors. The number of suicide rates specifically with like teens and little kids went up through the roof. I have clients who are teachers who are coming to me saying that kids in like kindergarten were drawing pictures of them killing themselves and doing stuff. And it was like, what? And again, the reason why is when you're stuck at home and you're in front of the internet all day, every day, you're subjected to so much. And right now it's a lot of it is negative stuff, hateful things. And when you see that from a young age, man, like we talked about earlier, our trauma ends up shaping who we are later on down the road. Those cause big issues, whether it's weight gain, uh, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, like some of the decisions that have been made by our politicians on what to do during this pandemic uh, questionable. are extremely questionable. Yeah. And a lot of what we're starting to find out is that it, it, it's not as serious as they're making it out to be, you know, yeah. for, for a, for a small demographic or for a small population, it, it is. But my whole thing is, again, you take a step back and look at it and, Vaccines, masks, again, not an anti-mask guy, not an anti-vaxxer guy. I'm all for it. If you feel like you need it, you should have the freedom to do that. That's your right. That's why we live in this amazing country is you can pick and choose what you want to put on or in your body, whatever. But those those things are band-aids covering up bullet hole wounds. A lot of the research coming out right now is showing that upwards of... 90% of the people that are dying from this have two or more underlying health issues, that being either diabetes or obesity, Mm. those two things. So uh, this is mother nature. Virus is basically mother nature, right? Mother nature doesn't go anywhere. Mother nature wins at the end of the day, and whether you are vaccinated or not. And right now in Michigan, uh, I don't know if y'all have seen any of this uh, stuff that are coming out right now, but... Uh, upwards of 40 or 50% of their population has been vaccinated mm-hmm. and people who are being, who have been vaccinated, both doses already are still dying from it. What? So they're saying that again, this vaccine may help some people, but it's not going to help a vast it's majority of those people. So a lot of these health professionals are speaking up and saying, if you want to stop coronavirus from being such a big issue in our society, then we need to start fighting obesity. We need to start fighting diabetes. Those are the root of the issue right there. If we fix those, then we destroy the numbers of the people who are dying from this and suffering from it. Mm. It, It's crazy. Uh, Another interesting fact, vitamin D. Over 70% of our population is vitamin D deficient and a majority of the science coming out right now, over 80 something percent of the people that end up in ICU for coronavirus are vitamin D deficient. There are strong correlations. There are dots that need to be connected that are not being connected. They're being ignored. Why are they being ignored? Because there's an agenda being pushed right here. And again, I'm not saying that the virus isn't real or anti-vaccine or anti-mask. Again, I'm all for whatever you feel that you need to do in order to feel safe and protected. Mm. But for me personally, vaccines, masks, those are a false security blanket for people to feel okay with what's going on right now. Mm. And a lot of the people, you'll see them, they'll go get vaccinated and they'll go to Krispy Kreme and get their free donut. And it's like, dude, 
you're 300 plus pounds, you're vitamin D deficient, you're not, you're not physically active. Like these are things that you can do right now to prevent a serious reaction. Yeah, you know? it's true. Like it goes back to like, what can I control myself? Can I, sure. I can control my sleep. I can control my, um, you know, what vitamins I take. I control my own health. I can control that. Yeah. And if this virus kills me, it's like, well, I did all I could. It's like, well, the worst thing about it, th- those are easy things to control, bro. Yeah. I mean, true. going to sleep at a, at a normal hour, man, eating decent food, exercising for 30 minutes a day. Like these are small things that we could implement into our society that would have drastic outcomes, would have drastic effects and, 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 uh, and make us, uh, more capable of fighting these things, yeah. you know? And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, again, that that's just my input. I right. will never condemn anyone else's because you have a different set of experiences than I have experienced. So this is my experiences have shaped what I just said right now. And what I'm seeing right now is people honestly taking the easy way out with this kind of situation. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying that it's not serious for some people, but yeah. some of the people that are pushing this agenda is like, you just you don't want to do the work. Yeah. You don't you don't want to walk for 30 minutes a day. You don't want to eat healthy food every now and then, you know? Like yeah. it's as simple as that. It, it it's really not and again, going back to the whole uh, agenda being pushed like you're seeing people give out free donuts if you're vaccinated. Why not our government encourage 30 minutes of walking a day? Yeah. You know, and that 30 minutes of walking 3 times a week has been shown to have the ability to increase your lifespan by upwards of five to 10 years, 30 minutes of walking. It's not even actually, not even really that strenuous of exercise, right? Walking. That's it. But again, our, our lifestyles now are all about convenience. And one in three people now are obese. This was before the pandemic. One in three, one in three children are obese. Now, 10 years ago, it was one in like 10, so in 10 years, we've went, we have gone from one in 10 children being obese to now one in three. When a child is obese, that is a lifelong disability, struggle. basically. Struggle, it's a lifelong struggle, man. And it, this isn't body shaming or anything like that, but it, it's, it's the reality, man. It, it, and, and that's the thing is like, you see people getting offended by words like this, but it's like... Dude, this is real shit, this man. Is, like yeah, you're ignoring facts. You can't, yeah. This you can't be so cushy, man. You can't be so. Uh, yeah, we have a bad habit in this in our environment now that like everything has to pertain like some sort of I don't know um, law of, law of not equality because everyone, you know what I mean. You everybody wants shit to be fair. Exactly, everyone wants shit to, to, to like come easy to be fair. All that other stuff and. You just can't do that. There has to be some sort of hierarchical scale. Now, I'm not saying that everyone shouldn't be treated equal. Yeah, everyone should be treated equal. That's obvious. But you have to understand you got to put in the work. There, You can't just expect everything to be handed to you. Yeah. You got to work at this stuff. I'm saying I feel like that. that's what we're seeing a lot of, man. Again, the convenience. The uh, I, I, I should be given exactly what I want for half of the effort or whatever. It's yeah. People want shit to be fair. Uh, but life isn't fair uh, as far as the social nah, injustices that go on, man. Yeah. Fuck that shit, man. They, 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 they need to snap down on our system and correct all of those wrongs that have been, wrong, have been yeah. wrong for centuries. Now that needs to be corrected. But as far as like, if you go up against someone for a job fair and that person is better than you has more qualifications to take the job. 
you shouldn't get the job just because you need things to be fair. You want things to be fair. Yeah, it man. doesn't work it's like that. Work it like really that. doesn't. But a lot of what you see people fighting for now is just a fair life. And life is not fair. I've been passed over hundreds of times for different things that I've wanted to do in my life. Yeah. And honestly, in my opinion, or for me, it made me want to be better. It didn't make me shut down. Some people do, but it made me, okay, well, I'm not the best, so I'm going to try and be better. I mean, if someone just hands you something, you don't have to work for it. What incentive do you have to do anything with your life, man? You know what I mean? You were going back again to like preparing yourself to like, you know, not for the worst case scenario, but again, just preparing yourself, utilizing the tools that you have and then sharpening more tools that you don't have. Right. If you're just going back to that topic again, it's, it's true. You've got to do it no matter who you are, a guy, girl. Um, if you want to get better at, you know, speaking another language, then get better. You can't just like automatically assume like, oh, maybe if this, today is the day. No, you have to put in the work. Right. Like it's just common sense. And with that being said, oh yeah, we got time. Yeah. Um, we got, we did a good hour. And so, yeah, that was a good vibe check, I would have to say. What, Hudson, anything else you got to say? And But before we say anything, guys, again, going back, we don't want to invalidate anyone's situation with the virus. We know that it could be very stressful at these times. We know that, you know, some people, some close family members and friends may have passed from this. We're not invalidating that. I'm sure For it's sure. a very serious situation. We're just stating the fact that there's a lot of things that we can prevent from ever you know, crossing this situation ever again. It's nothing with the fact of, you know, that we don't believe in science. We do. We definitely do. We don't, uh, it's just simply, we're just pointing out what we see. So, and if you guys are uh, mad at us, all right, just text me, call me or, you know, or don't, or don't, don't care. or just look. don't call. Actually call Nick, call Nick. Call, yeah, call me. Sure. I don't care. Or just look it up yourselves and prove me wrong. At least at that, at, that, at least at that time they learn from themselves. You, you learn something. There you go. It, 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 that all goes back to, uh, you're not going to please everybody, man. And, and yeah, you yeah. could say uh, that that's every time I've ever gotten in an argument about, uh, about this whole pandemic situation, man, a lot of people like to refer to the saying of, we'll listen to the science. There is just as much science coming out right now that is saying that everything that we've been told from mainstream media is very inaccurate, whether you're talking mass vaccinations, yeah. uh, social distancing. So when you say look at the science, the people that I follow are the people that I've followed for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I have implemented a lot of those things into my lifestyle and they've done nothing but help my lifestyle. They may, they have made me physically, mentally, spiritually stronger as a person. And so when this shit hit, I, I went to them to, to look for resources, to look for information. And uh, there I follow several doctors, several scientists, a lot of health and wellness coaches. And for a vast majority of them, they're all saying that again, and again, the research is coming out now that metabolic health has a lot to do with the outcome of this virus. And again, just like you pointed out, not taking anything away from anyone's experiences. Uh, I'll be honest though, I still to this day don't know any per anyone personally that has died from it. I have heard of people who have heard of others from dying from it. Mm. I know a lot of people that have gotten it and said it felt like the flu or felt like the cold. It's the comical. It's 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 different for everybody, and that's what makes it so scary. But at the end of the day, the, there's a strong body of research showing if you're healthy metabolically, this is not going to be a damn thing to you. So I would like to encourage everyone to 
just do something, man. Do something about it. Be, be proactive. Don't wait for your turn to get a vaccination and hide inside. Like, what kind of life is that, man? Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm not willing to hide from anything. So yep. for me, dude, I feel like, uh, yeah, that's the message I would like to, to convey to your audience, man. My if they audience. get mad, so be it, man. So be people, it. people get butt hurt all the time. People get mad sometimes. Obviously you heard it here first, folks. I mean, uh, Hudson Stanford, I don't think it was here first, but you oh, know, I'm just re- relaying and regurgitating science that I've heard. You heard it here then. But, you know, go to the deep shores, um, go out and face the Leviathan, go to the unknown. Uh, other than that, awesome good podcast. Awesome good podcast. Oh, yeah, awesome go. good. Awesome good podcast. I wish nothing but good vibes. See ya. Thanks again to all that has listened. If you guys enjoyed the episode, go ahead, like it, share it, subscribe it, tell your friends, your family, put it in your journal, talk to your pet about it. And if you didn't like it, well... Go ahead and share it with your friends anyway. That way you guys can dislike it together. In any case, I will see you guys next episode, and I send nothing but good vibes to everyone. Okay. You, you, you can go now.